the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. I talked to a young lady today and she said that she is ready to date and marry and she's praying about uh, God providing her with the right uh, spouse. The good news about our conversation is we got to ask questions about, well, uh, how do you spend your day? How do you spend your time? And one of the things I encourage her to do is to put herself out there. And I would just say that to those of you who are single, what I mean by that is not being, of course, promiscuous, but it's being uh, out in the field. Do you know what that means? Uh, And the story of Ruth uh, and Boaz from the uh, Hebrew scriptures, uh, in order for Ruth to marry the man that God had for her, she had to move. She had to move with God's will. So she moved from one location with her mother-in-law to a completely different country. Uh, And then she got out into the workforce um, to serve in the fields. And this is where Boaz, the owner of the field, actually laid eyes on her and saw her and interacted with her. The interaction then led to a connection. Now, here's the thing. You've got to put yourself out there. If she wasn't in the field, she wouldn't have had the interaction. If she stayed with her uh, mother-in-law and didn't go out the house she wouldn't have had the interaction. Had she not gone with her mother-in-law from one location to the next, she wouldn't have had the interaction. So you've got to be in a place where you're having interactions. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Interactions lead to connections. Let me say it again. Interactions lead to connections. Uh, And so uh, it's important to understand that in order to have connections, you need interactions. Uh, And so if you're not interacting with people, you're not going to connect with people uh, and you're not going to have dates and you're not going to get married. Uh, God has put you uh, out there with legs and arms and voice to connect with other human beings. And so you've got to have interactions that lead to connections. Now, there are different kinds of interactions. Uh, There are interactions at a bar. There are interactions at a club. There are interactions at a church. There are interactions at a farmer's market. There's interactions uh, at the bus stop. Uh, There are interactions all over. And so part of making a connection is putting yourself where people are and then learning how to communicate with them. Yesterday, I talked about interpersonal communication. Let's talk more about that as well. But let me give you my phone number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, many different kind of interactions. 
uh, not only face-to-face interactions, but in, uh, you know, 2018, 19, 20. Now, nowadays, you can have interactions online. And so uh, I believe that online dating is fine. In fact, I encourage it. Now, do I also encourage, um, let's say, wisdom when you are dating? Yes. Do I encourage uh, sound judgment and discernment? Yes. Uh, Should you be careful? Yes. But guess what? You should be careful face-to-face. You should have wisdom and discernment face-to-face. So the same wisdom, the same discernment, and the same rules you have face-to-face, you need to have online and more. The good thing about online, you can choose to have an interaction that could lead to a connection before you actually have a face-to-face meeting. So it's sort of like a pre-connection. All right. And so if you have a thought about uh, Internet dating, if you have a thought about um, dating in general or connecting with people or this idea that I'm talking about, interactions that lead to connections, uh, give me a call. The number 888-432-7434. Let's head on over to Percival, Virginia. Hello, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? So I'm thinking I have um, an adult son who's making some really bad choices in his life. And uh, no matter what wisdom his father and I pour into him, he just doesn't seem to, to get it or have that emotion to feel. And I'm just trying to figure out as a parent, you know, what what wisdom do I need to just know when to back off and when to keep pursuing, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a parent, like, hey, you, you've got to look at the situation in a different way or mm-hmm. you've got to turn your life around. you got to give it back to God and let yeah. him control because what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> you think, you know? they, so you think as, they'd get that parent, in their head, right? <laughs> you think? Yeah, but geez, yeah. man. I know. How old? <laughs> 28. 28. Male or female? Male. Of course, hardhead, right? <laughs> I understand. Very hardhead. And I think I think what bothers me the most is um is there's, you know, children involved and a family involved. Mm. And so when I look at this, I think of the examples that are being set for the children mm-hmm. in my eyes and dad's eyes there just aren't the examples that were set for him. Yeah. And we're trying not to beat ourselves up over it so much, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just like did we do too much for you? Did we give you too much leniency? I mean, right. I'm not sure where this behavior is coming from at this point in your life. Yeah, parents are easily so. looking, looking in the mirror and usually uh, look, you know, kind of like, okay, what what did we do wrong? But the scripture promises if you train the child up right, uh, he will not turn from it when he is old. So this guy is going to turn around. He's a little late, though. I mean, 28 is a little late to be sitting around trying to, you know, figure things out. He needs to be moving in the right direction, but we all kind of mature at different times. Let me tell you the best prayer you can pray. And this may help you. I have learned. Okay. I have learned to pray the prayer of Lord, put someone in my son's life or my loved one's life who they respect that can speak into them. Because if your 28-year-old has some 29, 30, 35-year-old that comes across their path that they actually respect, they'll actually listen Mm -hmm. to them uh, differently 
like that person can say the same thing mom's been saying for 20 years and he'll be like coming home one day right. and say, hey, mom, guess what I'm going to do because so-and-so said it. And you're going to want to smack him upside the head. Don't do it. But you're going to want to smack him upside <laughs> the head and say, I've been saying that to you forever. Don't do it. Just say, honey, that is so wise. Yeah. Way to go. It's They're like dumb to us, but then some coach or some boss or some entertainer you know says it and they're like it's an epiphany <laughs> it is it is no i agree with you on that i just needed to get your take on yeah. it and... so my take is to pray that god brings somebody across his path who he respects that can tell him what to do that you've been telling him what to do all this okay. time okay <laughs> well that's what i'm praying for so thank you for your time i do appreciate it oh you got it thanks for calling and hanging out with me that's anonymous in Percival. Virginia. Yeah, you know, when people are adults, you just can't make them do anything. You can't make them see anything. People are blind until they see. And so one of the things we pray is that God would uh, bring someone across their path. That could be a church. That could be a song. That could be a DJ. That could be, uh, you know, a, a radio talk show host like me. It could be uh, a neighbor. You just never know. It could be a boss or a coach. But I, you, boy, I pray that God brings people across the path of those that I love um, you know, that they would get it. And, and can I just share something with you? Um, I have a child. I have three of them. I won't say which one that, that is a great, great child. They're all great. But one particularly we had dinner with last night and this child is so on fire, uh, for the Lord, uh, because of an experience that the child has had. God literally put someone across the path of my child that showed my child what an on-fire believer looks like. And this child, having seen this on-fire believer, says, I want to be like that. And says, God has shown me what it means to be on fire for him, and I want to be on fire for him. Now, let me tell you something. Do you think that makes a dad's heart just leap? Uh, I'm just so excited of course, these are the same things that we've said to our child. But now that God has brought somebody who's of the same age across the path of my child, now my child has someone that they could look at to say, wow, so this is what an on-fire believer looks like? This is what a discipled believer looks like? Well, guess what? I want to be like that too. What do I need to do to get into God's word? What do I need to do in order to follow God's call to, to ministry? And so uh, I'm just so uh, grateful for it. But this is what we pray, right? We just don't pray for them. We pray that God then brings people across their path that can actually uh, knock them upside the head in a good way, if you know what I mean. Let's go to Bowie, Maryland, see if we can get Anonymous, who was back on the line. Hi, Anonymous. Are you there? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling again. Let me get your uh, question right now. Um, I, I was just asking for some guidance about my son um, who has declared that he's gay. Okay. And, of course, he was um, raised Christian. Okay. And baptized. And um, he went away. He's now 28, but he went away to college. And at some point during that college experience, he determined that he was bisexual. Okay. And now he, he's indicating that he's gay. I mean, he... he pull out gay and I love him is nothing I would not do for him and of course I'm believing in God 
for a transformation mm. because I don't believe that's God's purpose for him. But I, I'm just, I just need some wisdom and encouragement yeah. about the, mm. the issue. Yeah, I know how difficult that can that can be. Let me ask you a question. Did you notice anything about him growing up that may have tipped you off to think that, you know what, maybe he is uh, this way? He just was not a person who um, sought or enjoyed conflict. Okay. He shied away from it. Um, I, I, I didn't think that. And it was just or when he went to college. Um, I started asking him those questions because of some of his friends. Understood. And so, yeah, so then he would, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then it was not till he completed college mm-hmm. that he decided to sit down and share with me that he believed he was bisexual. And I don't think initially I reacted as he he thought I would. Right. So it caused, this, it caused some consternation sure. between us for a while. Right. And um, Did, we are enjoying, a, a, I think, a great relationship right now. Okay, good. It, and um, I, he's a, he's clear that I don't condone it, but right. I love him. Is his father around? His father has died. Uh-huh. Okay. So he, died, he died two years ago. Died two years ago. Did so he, he never declared that to his dad. He knew it, but mm-hmm. he would not mm-hmm. come out and say that to his dad. He felt comfortable saying it to me. Understood. Did, so, now, did he, he grow up with his, his father? Did he grow up with his father in the house? No, we were um, divorced. Um, we separated when he was two and a half. Uh-huh. And did you ever see him date girls? Yes, he had a girlfriend in high school. Um, on into college, in his second year of college, mm-hmm. he decided he had... Uh, he had a pre-med um, curriculum, so he, he he said it was too much having a girlfriend and trying to yeah do all the things he was doing in college. And uh, he did a lot of things. He was hugely successful in college and yeah. completely focused. And even now in his career, he's trying to to date, but he doesn't outwardly and just intentionally act on it and I don't understand it so when he does mention it I'm I'm taken aback well listen first of all he talks about God and that he loves God and you know and he's he's a prayer he's spiritual Mm -hmm. is now, now let me just encourage your heart first of all I think you're being a good mother all right. Regardless of what your son does, a mom cares about her 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 child, regardless. So whether he's gay or not gay, whether he's married to a woman or a man or single or whatever, you're you're his mother, and, and so absolutely that that is most important not to lose the relationship over this. If he believes that he's gay, there's nothing you're going to be able to do to change that. That's something between him and the Lord. You just got to love him as a person. And you've got to accept him mm-hmm. as, as who he is. Even if you don't agree with it, accept him. Now, whether you accept his boyfriend or whatever, I think you got to be nice. If he has a boyfriend, be nice to them. Uh, don't encourage it, okay? But I think you'd be more happy uh, for him if he is happy than if he's, um, how can I say, 
conflicted inside to such a degree that it's killing him from the inside out and that he's got to hide what he really feels and that he is uh, somehow dishonest with who he is. So, or at least what he feels now. So Mm -hmm. I want to give you that side of it. The other side of it is this is not God's best in my opinion. Uh, I don't believe that God Mm -hmm. uh, desires men to be with men and women to be with women. That's just, I don't see it in the scriptures. And so you can't celebrate it, but you can still accept it. Just like I know that God doesn't necessarily want uh, uh, a, a man and a woman cohabitating, which means living together before they're before they're married. Now, just because I don't right. just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I have to act all stinky to the couple. You see, uh, you see what I'm saying? And what right. happens is yeah. it's hard for us to separate this. But just because somebody's living in sin, that doesn't mean um, you know, that we don't love them. And sometimes uh, with gay people, they don't see it as a sin. And I'm not 100% sure sometimes why this is happening. Sometimes it's because they are in college and they have an experience. Sometimes it's because they've always been this way since the time they were born and uh, you can see it. But whether we know all the details about this or not, I would allow grace to cover it. Um, just like it would cover somebody in a second or the third or a fourth marriage heterosexually, let grace cover it, relate to him uh, with love, and we'll let God figure this one out when he gets to the other side. Does that help you? Hallelujah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just as you said, you, I don't have all the answers. and I love him and embrace him and... Right now, fortunately, I haven't had to accept a boyfriend. Right. Um, so I, and but I'm I'm trying to prepare for if it comes to that. Who am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to just keep loving? Embrace that. Am I supposed to allow that in my home? I don't. You know. I would. I'm not sure. I would just keep loving on him. Let the boyfriend come over. They just can't sleep together. Uh, They can't sleep in the same room. You don't have that. You you, just like if he came home with a girlfriend from college. You're not going to let him sleep in the same room, right? No. And so it would. So I would just hold the same standard so you don't have a double standard. And if they're adults and they want to do that, go go stay at a hotel. It's just so think of it like having a girlfriend, and they're not married. The same standards are the standards that you would use. Okay. And I have a daughter who I have imposed that standard. She since moved out, but when she lived with me, and she's older, I think mm. that's the standard that was imposed. There you go. So you're doing you're doing same it standards. you're doing it right, Mama. I'm a, I'm a proud of you, and I appreciate you. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. Let me go ahead and move on to Fredericksburg, Maryland. I think that's where I am. Hello, Vernetta. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? 
But that Fredericksburg, are, are, Virginia. Okay, Fredericksburg, Virginia. My bad. That was wrong in front of me here. But I see it now, Vernetta, and I got you on the line. I'm so glad I do. What's your comment or question, please? I just wanted to ask. I am a flag worshiper, and uh, I'm Holy Spirit filled. I am a minister, mm-hmm. a new minister, actually, almost two years, and I do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to ask was. I have an ex-boyfriend, and I've been abstinent and, and following the Lord in that way, and I absolutely love, I love that. How do we help another person if he's not um, following the Lord in that way? In other words, he says, I'm Christian, but he is not following the Lord. Do I wait for him because he is not um, following the same way as as I am, and I don't want to go back into my vomit, um, and that's just the way I look at that. Is he a believer? He's a believer, yes. Okay, but he's just not following the Lord at the same uh, level as you are, the same commitment level as you are. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yes. Okay. Not that he doesn't love the Lord and believe. He Mm -hmm. was Muslim from Africa, Mm -hmm. and now he's been here for 22 years, and he's Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. He just, you know, believes in sex before marriage and those type of things, and I do not. Understood. And um, so, it's just a conflict. So we take become a, better friends now. We're not dating. I understand, and I'm I'm proud of you for that. Let me ask you now: if you took away the sex part, like let's just say he, he says, "Okay, I'm willing to wait," then does he have all the other things that you would say, "Man, this would be a great guy to be married to, to surrender my life to, to submit under, to, to support"? Would this be the kind of guy you'd want to be with for, for the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we've been friends five years now, and uh, I I like him, and I, maybe it's because I know him. He knows me a little bit more, um, but we're good friends. Yeah. He'll do anything for me. Well, don't at let the, the end of that road. Then, if that's the case, Vernetta, in my opinion, based on the information you've given me, don't let the sex thing throw you off. Um, and the reason I say that it has nothing to do with his commitment. It has to do with his his appetite. All right, and he's a man. Right. He has an appetite. He's trying to hold on and wait for you. How long are you going to make him wait? And what I mean by that is not go have sex with him. What I mean by that is why don't you marry the guy? Get premarital counseling. If everything that this man has is what you want, he's a good guy, he's following the Lord, but he's got this great appetite, don't hold that against him. Because once that appetite is fulfilled, now y'all can go build your life. So now if you were to tell me, no, he's not really walking with the Lord, he doesn't love Jesus, and he wants to have sex, that's a different story. But I'm just telling you, he's probably all pent up. He's a man. And, uh, you know. He... No, I, I understand that, and I don't want to burn. Okay. A, you know, I, I understand that scripture. But he doesn't want to get married right now. He wants oh. to finish his career and become an architect. Oh, I see. How old he's is he? I'm waiting for him to finish school. How old he's is he? 43, 40, nah, 42. Nah. Yeah, that's going to take forever. How long is he talking? He won't say. I don't even yeah, know okay. when he's going to graduate. Yeah, that that may then that may yeah. be an issue because then now we're 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 talking about uh, uh, this ongoing schooling that could take five years. Uh, yeah, right. you you're going to be waiting for five years or frustrating him for five years when you could be married to somebody else. Uh, he has to make a decision now. If he was 23 instead of 43, it's a different story. I'd be saying, well, you know what, figure right. out, figure out a way right. to 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 help accelerate his education. But at this point. He needs to be ready to get married. If y'all been friends for 20 years and he's not ready yet, he's not going to be ready. Five years. Five. Oh, oh, y'all been friends for five years. Yeah, he's, but he's 43. Has he ever been married before? I was married before, yes. I have children. Um, I'm, I am divorced. Okay. Um, but 
you know, I just don't hang out. I work, yeah. I'm a police officer, so I work, yeah. come home, I go to church, and I flag. I, I just flag worship, and I, I absolutely love it. But Well, the I question is, how long are you willing to wait? That's really the question. How long are you willing to wait? Oh. That's what you have to ask yourself and answer for yourself. You may not have that answer right now, but it's something I want you to reflect on even after we get off the air. How long am I willing to wait? Maybe I'm willing to wait another two years or another year or another five years. That's a question that only you can answer, uh, but I think it's one you should answer. How old are you now? I'm 50. Okay, so you're 50. He's 43. Uh, ask yourself the question right now, how long do I want to wait? Because you could be 55 before you know it, and then dude is got his architect degree, and he done moved off and got somebody else who's 38. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying if you if you know if you're 50 years old and you're thinking about it, you've known him for five years. He's a good guy. I'd really want to ask myself the question: How long am I willing to wait? And then uh, you know, kind of ask him when 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 are you willing to really make a decision here? Uh, and if he says after school, well, when do you think you'll be done with school? When you're 48? When you're 50? When you're 45? I, I really need to be thinking about this. In this way, you won't get yourself all uh, emotionally entangled with a guy. Uh, who at the end of the day really doesn't want to marry you. He just wants to be friends. And that is great if that's what you guys want. Uh, but you should know that and it should be very clear so, you know, you're not double-minded. Right. Is that helpful to you? I got you. Yes, it was. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You God got bless. it, my sister. Blessings to you. Well, it's not always what you want to hear, but I try to do my best with real talk. And that's uh, that's some real talk there. And you know what? Uh, love relationships. Sometimes uh, if somebody's not ready, it's not their season. You got to move on. You want to know what's funny, though? You move on, and then they see you moving on, and all of a sudden they're like, yo, 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 ho, 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 ho. You know what? I'm ready. <laughs> so there you have it. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.